What is up? What is up? It is Sigman playoff. We are here. We have almost got a full roster with us. Incredible. There's one man missing. Uh, who knows? Maybe he's getting burnt like the rest of us. As you can see, it's looking a bit peachy in here. Yeah, the sun has been out and uh, we're loving it. You know, as, as UK uh, people do, as soon as the sun uh, comes into play, it's either it's too hot or it's too cold. We always complain about something. But what are we not complaining about? The NBA playoffs, because it's here. And we are going to talk about the key storylines since we last spoke. Wildy, Wildy and, and Bray and I were speaking about the, the Knicks and the Hawks. Uh, that game was tied at one. So was the Jazz Grizzlies. We move on to Friday morning. Bucks win game three. The Lakers go up two to one in their series. The Nuggets go up to two to one in their series. Then we go on to Saturday morning. The Hawks win their game. They go up two to one. The Celtics beat the Nets in a game three where Jason Tatum had 50 points. Ridiculous performance. And the Clippers get a game back against the Mavs uh, in game three. And then we get to our first game that we're going to talk about, which was on Saturday evening. And that is getting the brooms out. Uh, and why are we really happy about this? Because we get to dog on Matt Bray. Uh, boys, they, were going, they, they went to the finals. They're supposed to be going back. Well, they're, they're not going back, Bray. They're not going back. They're swept. I'm loving it because Miami Heat is probably one of the most hated uh, teams on this, on this podcast. Oh. So, also to say, it's not, it's not just a bad result for Mr. Matthew Bray. It's also a bad, a bad result for Mr. Matthew Harris as well, whose second overall pick was the Miami Heat. So his second pick got swept out of here. Yeah. Matt is down to two teams right now. The Clippers. Is it one or two? He's down to two. Yeah, he's down to the, the Clippers and the Celtics who are hanging on by a thread. Yeah, it, it's, it's a tough one. Anyway, the Bucks Heat, just some notes on this series. The Bucks out-rebounded the Heat, 236 to 169. Jimmy Butler in this series, crazy. He averaged 15 points per game. He shot 30% from the field. And if you compare that to last year, he averaged 23.4. Uh, in the bubble when they when they beat them in the series in five. And Bucks actually won the whole series as a collective by 82 points. Whoa. Yeah. It, to be honest, it was a sweep. They sweeped a lot of that dirt out of here. And um, you look at like just some notes I, I came up with. In game three, Miami shot 38% from the field, 28% from three. And in game four, the Bucks with their supporting cast, Brooke Lopez, 25 points, and Brim Forbes, Sharpshooter, seven triples for him. That, that's some notes I've got from, from this series. And uh, Matt, I apologise that you're down to two teams. Before we get to the, my own perspective, I want to talk a bit about the Bucks. Obviously, I've got them in my playoff draft. They were, what was their seventh pick overall, which felt was a great value pick for where they're at. Now, um, and I also managed to catch quite a few of the games because a lot of the tip-offs were at 12 o'clock UK time, which is great. And... Especially when I want to talk about how it was game two or game three when Milwaukee were just on absolute fire in the first quarter. And when, oh, who was it that got like 20 points? Um, oh, what was this? The white guy. What's his name? Connington. Uh, Connington. Connington. When Pat Connington two. went off. So now the first, the, the, the funny thing was the first three or four three points he made were wide, wide open and he hit them. That's when you talk about, you know, whatever, like if, if you're Milwaukee, whatever. But then he started taking some heat, heat check shots a little bit later where he had a bit of a defender in his face. It was like fading a little bit and cut off the shots. It was really cool. Like, oh my gosh, he is not missing today. But 
it all started because the shots were wide open. And that's why I, like Miami got nothing to really complain about. They gave open wide open shots. And by the end of the first course, I think they were down, what, 20 or 30 points? And I was texting Brandon during the game. I was like, well, this is not going well. I was like, yeah, no, this is over already. Like, I'm, I've, but they're not going to make that much of a comeback, especially because of how dreadful their offense has been throughout most of the season and throughout the playoffs. So that's something that we'd spoken about previously in terms of the in terms of Miami having a really poor offense. Part of that does obviously a lot of that starts with Jimmy Butler because a lot of the shots we're taking was contested mid-range shots that weren't that weren't easy looks, let's say. You would like Miami to generate better offense or better looks. And another point was um, Bam Adebayo, how he was just unable to do anything in the mid-range. Brook Lopez was just challenging his ability as an NBA star to be like, cool, do something in the mid-range. And he just couldn't do anything. They were cutting off the passing lanes for for them to be a playmaker in the paint, and, uh, not in the paint, uh, on the mid-range, and nothing was happening. And this is also then we, when we start questioning the um, others as well, who weren't necessarily making the right cuts or being in the right positions to create open shots and have the correct ball movement. So overall, a uh, fiasco from Miami, but the Bucks executing really well and creating really good offense for open looks and for Giannis to, to, to be effective. Matt, how do, you, how do you feel about the Heat? Obviously, that was, that was your team. They're gone. You're down to two teams. Disappointed? Uh, yeah, they, they were my second picks that fell, what, 10th in the draft, which I think was good value going into the series. They, they were the obvious underdogs. I felt with that game one where Butler forced overtime, then Chris Middleton had to get that amazing um, shot right at the end to win it. Um, that was kind of like a... Didn't really... You, you kind of built up the series to be like, you, you were on edge. You think, could this be a really incredible series? And then... Milwaukee just go and sweep every other game. So disappointing just from like just to see that standpoint of it that Miami just crumbled afterwards. But I think even looking to like game one, Butler did not have a good game in that one. And that continued throughout the whole series. So I think you, you brought it up as well, Alex, before with the um with the points per game, but even like the shooting splits, like he shot 27% from three. I think he was shooting 45% from three in the same series last year and over 50% from the field last year as well, like 29% this year. So he's, Butler's performance was the major difference because um, Drogic, he had some good performances. Robinson kind of kept up their level that they did from last year, but it was Butler and, and even Bam like, wasn't, at his, wasn't at his best during the series for the Heat. So disappointing all around especially considering, yeah, they, they got to the finals this year and then to get swept in the first round, no matter who you're getting swept by, that is, it's not a good look. I know. I was there last year. It is tough. Yeah, um, we spoke about, we one of our videos, are you wrong? We actually posted a video, which was, I think it may have been after game one, which was, will Jimmy's poor shooting carry on for the rest of the series? Uh, and one of the comments, I think a couple of days after was, Yes. And uh, no, I know what we said. We said, will Jimmy, will Jimmy shoot better with the regular season? And the top comment was like, no. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, that just completely. They know what they're talking about. Just before we, we go off the series, obviously the Bucks move on to hopefully play, play the Brooklyn Nets, which is going to be an incredible series. I can't wait for that. I just want to take you guys through Miami's future. So Bam's five-year extension, that begins this year. Butler has two years left on this contract. Maybe he's thinking about an extension uh, with the Heat this summer. But now we get into the other players on this team. So Dragic has a 19 million team option next year. He's 35. 
You've got Igadala, 15 million. He's 37, another team option. And then Duncan Robertson and Kendrick Nunn, they're both restricted free agencies. So are Miami going to offer uh, do some qualifying offers? We'll have to see. And then on top of that, Victor Oladipo has surgery on his leg, supposed to be out until November. He's going to enter free agency. So I'm just going to open this out to the wider group. What do you think the offseason looks like for Miami? Oh, it could be anything. Because Miami is Miami's destination market because... It's in Florida. It's very nice down there. They don't have any state tax. So people always want to go there. And obviously they've got this culture. Um, if let's say, um, and we'll talk about the, the Clipper series. Let's say that series goes, goes tits up and the Clippers lose. They get, they get chucked out the first round and Kawhi goes, do I really want to do this? Miami's one of the teams on the list that you go, is he, is he going to go there? And like that, if to, to, mm. to instantly be a destination for that caliber of talent, it, anything could happen. Um, but what, uh, what I would say is that they can clear a lot of cap space, as you mentioned, all of the numbers there, Alex, um, by turning down some of those player options and then maybe with none. Um, I think if a team comes in, offers him a load of, load of money, Miami maybe look to match and then sign and trade him away to clear even more space as opposed to just leaving, letting the asset go for nothing. Um, but I think the, the, the key guy that they, you'll see them extend will be um, Duncan Robinson because he is a hot commodity. Don't know what the number's going to be, but um, I, would, I, would, I would expect it to be a big one. Prototypical 3 and D. Yeah, yeah big, big fan of Duncan Robinson. I don't think Kendrick uh, Nunn is going to be on the Heat next year, but we will see how that plays out. Goodbye, Miami Heat. See you later. Goodbye. (laughs) Swan song.